Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another Geeking on Sportscast. We have a very special uh, lineup for tonight, but before we get to it, alongside me, we have Alex. Thank you for being here. hey We have our resident soccer specialist, Jackson. Thank you for being here. Hey, man. And we have our very special guest, Tedes. Thank you for being here. I know you've been wanting to come on for a really while, long hello, time. Hello. It's, it's uh, long due, and uh, we're, yes, we're very sir. happy to have you on the pod. Likewise, my friend, I am very excited. Awesome. Now we were gonna do a special Chelsea quiz, but unfortunately, why? Wait, why? Well, hold on a minute. Why do you gotta bring that up? Why do you gotta bring that because, up? Because because the listener yeah, needs to know what was it going shows, on. It shows a lack of preparation on the podcast. It tars the whole podcast. All right. I don't think you need to bring that up. Bad management skills. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, right, Kieran, Kieran, said, Kieran was going to do a fun little segment, but Kieran ran out of time and forgot. And so, uh, unfortunately, dear listeners, Jackson was going to question Tedes and I on our soccer podcasting skills. Um, anyways, or our, at least our trivia our Chelsea knowledge. Exactly. So, getting well, speaking of Chelsea, or, or lack, or lack thereof, but. or lack thereof. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Now, speaking of Chelsea, moving to the FA Cup final, what happened? Are we happy with the results? Is, is this kind of expected? Like, what went on during this game? Huh. Well, considering the fact that I'm a Chelsea fan, I wouldn't say I'm happy. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Like, this was supposed to be our year, you know? Like, Thomas Tuchel came in, changed the team. Wait, wait uh, was this supposed to be our year? Frank I Lampard so. got us the ninth, so. and we were looking like we were going to get out of the FA Cup as well? Yeah, but we've been on a winning streak since Thomas Tuchel came in. So you guys I assume that gross, we were going favorite, to win yeah. the FA Cup, but apparently not. So that was kind of a letdown. A wonderful banger by Yuri Tielemans, Uh Before we forget, absolutely. Can I just say? Can I just say? I think like seeing fans, the noise. I've watched that goal yeah. so many times. The noise yeah. of that hitting the back of the net and hearing the crowd nice. was just was nice. music to my ears. I've never felt so, I think I've said this on the pub before, I've never felt so disconnected from a footy season before. I mostly because like we've been shit, but also because I think VAR and the lack of fans has really made it a lot not enjoyable. And that was so nice to see. And also that Chelsea lost. That was great as well. Dude, I was so used to the fact that there haven't been fans in the stadium that I only realized that there were fans in the game, like halfway through the game. And I was just like, damn, wait, what? There's people in the in the crowds? Um, but yeah, it was really nice. It was a nice touch. And I agree. That was a really, really nice goal. Like, despite the fact that I was on the losing sides, like, fan base, I, I, have, to, I have to give my hat to that. That was beautiful. I didn't watch much. Question of- for the, I'll go for it. No, I was just going to say, I mean, for the guys that, for the people that watched it, uh, it wasn't much of a game, right? It was pretty kind of like well, Chelsea the- and Leicester didn't play that well, but it was just a moment of brilliance by uh, Tillemans that kind of made the difference. Yeah, it, yeah. it looked like a tactical yeah. game in a sense. The Foxes did look like a stronger team than Chelsea. I think Chelsea just really weren't in it. Um, I don't know if that's a mental thing or whatever it is. Maybe coming off that loss to Arsenal, maybe that didn't help. Um I Especially think, since we just gave that lost Arsenal. That was pretty much an old goal by Jorginho. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that maybe the team could be burning out. I don't know. And hopefully not because we have one of the most, you know, important matches in the club club's history coming up. I mean, 
I wouldn't say that they're burning out though, because we beat Leicester two one, and we we beat them. I mean, it was unlucky that we let that last, like not last minute goal, but that I think it was like eighty third or eighty fourth minute goal. Um, yeah. But we were dominating the entire game. Like before that Leicester goal, that was I'm pretty sure their second shot on net. Question for you: I've been I've been hearing a lot of stuff about um, a lot of Chelsea fans unhappy that Alonso started ahead of Chilwell. I don't know from an outside perspective. I think it was an interesting call, just based off the fact that you know it's a huge game, and going you know hell for leather with Alonso, who historically you know can't defend, um, yeah. and also you know killed someone, um, but. <laughs> putting putting someone like that in the lineup for a huge game like that instead of someone like Chilwell who's been arguably you know he's been more I'd consistent. say he's been a great signing is yeah it's yeah. hugely consistent and you know it's a huge game like that you want your calm heads I don't know what you guys thought about that but I've heard a lot of talk about that can I say one quick thing for this yep. Go for it. yeah so I wasn't overly surprised I think Alonso going forward is pretty solid and I think I don't think he was. I don't think Tuchel was overly worried by the lack of defending on Alonso's part. What I found interesting personally, this was Reese James' first game playing as a right center back, and Aspilicueta was a right wing back. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was interesting. I think the idea there was to put Reese James against Jamie Vardy, match pace for pace. Um, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, I like it. It shows, and, and Reese James played really well. So it shows that Reese James can not only be a center mid, can not only be a wing back, he can also be in a center back pairing. Maybe not a two person center back, but at least in a three person center back, he has the he's ability the, to play there. Yeah, he's got the build for it too. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Like, he's 19 or 20 as well. He's crazy. I think he's that young, but uh, yeah, I think he's 21, but still not a big difference. And like, he's so super, super versatile. Like his crosses are amazing, man. Like I think he's Chelsea's equivalent of Trent. Oh my God. He's better. Right. Jackson. Hold on a minute. We're going to get, they play a different game. They play a different game. They play a different game. Gareth, Gareth. So reminds me a lot of me a headache. (laughs) Honestly. Reese James is 21. There you go. My bad. Um, but uh, a funny little a funny little subplot I found interesting with this game and also the the game afterwards is I don't know if you guys saw but after the FA Cup final uh, Amarty yes obviously you know ex Chelsea Leicester uh, currently um, and before the game you know you obviously swap pendants um, and so mm-hmm. he had the Chelsea pendant in the locker room after the after the game um, and everyone had their cameras out because they were celebrating and he like dismissively just chucked it over his shoulder on the dressing room floor. Um, and apparently, like I, I read a, an article today that apparently like that really fired up the Chelsea boys. And it so did. one of the, that was one of the main motivating factors for the league game. And you can kind of see that near that kerfuffle in the end where uh, I forget who actually went in for the challenge. I think it was, it was Ricardo Pereira. He yeah. fouled Chilwell and Rudiger fucking takes, not takes out, but he just holds Ricardo Pereira with his left hand and then he holds Iniacho with his right hand. And Amarty like, comes, like yeah, Amarty comes Bufflin. running over. Yes, yeah, literally like Dustin Bufflin vibes right there. Yeah. <laughs> minus, minus the throwing around, but he, he did have them both. Yeah, it was, it is, it was it is the law. It is the law of the FA Cup, though, that like if there's a back-to-back game in the league in the cup, it's always 
one team wins a separate one. You know, whoever wins the FA Cup game will lose the league game. It always will always be that way. Happened to us back in like 2011 when we played Chelsea in the FA Cup. We lost and then we slapped you guys like 4-1 in the league. I mean, you could honestly make the argument that the league game was more important to Chelsea than the FA Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that might like, I think for for Leicester, I don't think it was because they'd never won the FA Cup. But for, yeah, for Chelsea, for sure, I think they would have rather, you know, they would have rather it this way around. Yeah. yeah I to be feel- honest, I can't even feel uh, bad that Leicester beat us because they kind of deserve it, you know? They're yeah. like a very wholesome team. Like, I mean, anytime, anytime a non top six team wins the FA Cup, yeah, you just like, got to feel happy. It's like, I mean, aren't, aren't they actually a top six team, though? Right now, right now, yes, but traditional. Question, question for you guys. I think, in my opinion, I think they've overtaken Spurs. As if you're, t- if you're talking top six now, I think they've overtaken they, Spurs. So. I think so too, Jack. No, no, no. Okay, I, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But, but Spurs for sure. I, I, never want to leave. Arguably, Arsenal ever. as well, though. I won't like completely. I will say, no, come on. I will say, depending on what happens with Kane, if if he gets sold and they don't really bring in too much more, then I'd probably agree with Jackson that they've yeah. they've overtaken Leicester. And um, I mean, I think Ar- Arsenal definitely not because of the fact that they're they're such a brand. Like they are a global brand. Like yeah, you'll never but, take that away from them. They've got the history. Of, in terms of like, no, 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 soccer, like, yeah, no, no, no. But this is pretty. <laughs> If you're talking big clubs, though, big clubs is more than just your performance on the pitch. That's big true. clubs is fan base. Big clubs is brand name. Big clubs is is performance, historical and present. So I think Spurs, Leicester are superior, also, far superior at this point. But also, I think Arsenal has more funds as well, and probably yeah. young players coming up like Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, players like that. But also, I mean, how much did they pay for Pepe? Like 80, 70 million? 80 million. Yeah, eighty million, and then you look at Spurs and, and they're just super cheap and not, I mean, the, the, the only time they bring in players is when they sell someone to Real Madrid for a hundred million or whatever it is with Modric and, and Bale. Right. So yeah, uh, I think that kind of shows the difference that they're probably closer to a Leicester type than maybe Arsenal is. Cause I do think Arsenal can come back in a year or two, maybe not be. The brand will always be there too. Like that brand value. Yeah. Like, yeah. And honestly, the Leicester owner to like that video of him going, I don't know if you guys saw, he got yeah. beckoned down onto the pitch by Casper Schmeichel. And it's, it was really, yeah, it was really emotional and really, really good. Really nice to see that, like, yeah. after, especially after all the Super League stuff that an owner like that, you know, can, can achieve success and beat one of those, you know, Super League teams. So it was great. Uh, yeah, I mean... Roman Abramovich. I don't think he's the type of owner that's, uh, you know, you're don't you dare. Grabbing. I mean, Buddy, he he's was, not even allowed to be in England right now. He was the one that pulled Chelsea out of the Super League, man. And at the same time, he was no, 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 that no, was fans. questioning the whole thing. No, no, fans, no, no, no. fans took us out. Okay, it but, wasn't it wasn't Abramovich. Abramovich I mean, fans contributed in. as well, but I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that Obranovich also had reserves, apparently. Obranovich had, Abramovich had reserves because he already has his eggs in the UEFA basket, and he's up to some funky stuff with just like, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a crook. He's a straight-up crook. And he, yeah, exactly. And so, sure, he may be not, you know, he chose, he chose the evil of, the, of UEFA over the evil of Super League, you know? Okay, but like, 
sure. Fact I mean, remains, he, there's, there's he, he no sucks. Defending. That's, there's no defending here. I just feel <laughs> like that's kind of a blanket statement. You know, you can obviously say any billionaire that's, you know, a Russian oligarch. Is no, a, have you read his truck. human right? His, his no, human he rights has record. A, he has a bad track record. He's also funding like Israeli like Zionist movement and stuff like that. Anyways, okay, we're not getting into politics. What I would say though. But I'm I just speaking purely from the soccer side. Like it just appeared to me that oh, the dude was, uh, he cared about, he cared about his team. You know. But I, I mean, uh, I will to Tedessa's point. I will say it, I don't think he was the kind of ringleader of the the Super League, like the Cronkies, um, Glazers, and what's I can't think of uh, Liverpool. Ancelotti. Um, Ancelotti. Who's that? The Real Madrid. Okay. But yeah, I I mean it, it sounded like them. Perez. Perez. Yeah. Oh no, my bad. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking Perez. I'm so confused. But I, I was just yeah, gonna no. say, like Madrid and and those teams owned by American owners seem much more kind of the the ringleaders of it than City and and Chelsea. But that doesn't kind of excuse from still going in. So I think that's kind of yeah the middle ground. Of it. Yeah. Okay. No more politics. Actually, one thing I want to say about Roman Abramovich. Uh, the only positive thing that I can think of him, he supports the women's soccer quite a bit. Uh, he did visit Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, I think Gothenburg is in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. And he did congratulate Chelsea. Uh, unfortunately, they did lose oh. to Barcelona yeah. uh, 4-0. They let in four first-half goals. But otherwise, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty good season for the Chelsea's women's team, right? Yep, they won the League Cup, the League title, I should say. Um, it's just unfortunate fall to Barcelona and the Women's Champions League finals. Already, uh, moving off of the FA Cup final, moving to the Premier League, what were some of the games that kind of caught you off guard? What, what were some of the fun matches uh, fun that you guys... matches. Do we... Guys, if we're talking about fun matches, I think you need to talk about the first Liverpool goalkeeper to score... Oh yeah, in the history of the Premier oh, League, that was, yes. that was pretty nice to see, man. Allison, that was a very beautiful goal, and he was like a I said, too, you know? yeah, like I said, this season has been bad for a number of reasons, and I've been, I think that's the most I've celebrated, period, this season. But even like, like it was, it was one of those, you know, obviously that we're going to talk about it later. Yeah, we're going to talk about it later, but like we need to win our last four games. It's essential for the top four race, and so you know, one that would have that would have ended our season completely. And it mm. was just mad that he, the technique on the header too, like flicking yeah, it, it in the far corner. If, if you know Benzema or Lewandowski did that, you'd say it's you know pure striker's instinct. So it was it was quite remarkable. Um, and honestly, I think it gave us the momentum we needed to kind of slap Burnley around today and and keep our foot on the gas going forward. Well, you Huge win game. and you're in, and that's basically the the game that decided it in a weird way. At, at least for you guys to to win, yeah. hopefully, for, if you're a Liverpool fan. I think another fun game to watch. I mean, it's always fun. Uh, Crystal Palace three, Aston Villa two. That was pretty fun. Um, I'm about to sneeze, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, Man City against Newcastle four to three. That was a that was bananas. Actual bananas. Yeah. Nuts. Uh, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Poor defending, but really solid attacking. I would like to say there's a Canadian player on Sheffield. Well, he's Canadian English. He's English. Uh, pardon me? 
He's English. Don't get our hopes up. God damn it. Well, he he left Canada at the age of 13 or 14. He's 17 right now. One would hope that he still stays true to himself. Or or to stays true to his, you know, his his birth. You town. And, you know. Anyways, he's uh Daniel Jebison. He scored. He won the game against Everton. One nothing Sheffield against Everton. That was a pretty interesting match to watch, although not too too much happened uh, in general. Also, the I just to shout out Canadians in the Premier League, uh Theo Corbian, who played what six minutes against Tottenham as a sub. Yep, so, six yeah. or eight minutes. He's I came on, I think, at the 82nd or 83rd minute. He's only 19, and in the games he played for Canada, he looked outstanding. But, again, Premier League's much different than playing Turks and Caicos on a, you know, cow pasture. So, uh, but yeah. but still, uh, exciting stuff if you're a Canadian soccer fan. Very exciting. Game, on the Palace game, real quick, uh, we're Hodgson's second-last game in charge. Yeah. Of Palace, I, I I don't know what you guys think, but for me, I find you know I've had history with him with Liverpool. Obviously, uh, he came in and did an atrocious job, and then left before January, but or maybe it was right after January, can't remember. But um, he actually he's done great at Palace in terms of keeping them in the Premier League. No manager in their history has managed to keep them up um, that long in a row. Uh, I know that though that like a lot of Palace fans were getting frustrated with him. You know, it was basically mid-table every year. There wasn't really a Europa challenge at all. There wasn't even like a relegation fight. It was pretty much every single season bang on mid-table. And so now that he's leaving, I, I know that there's a lot of rumors of maybe even Frank Lampard coming in, which would yeah. be interesting. From ex, ex-Chelsea perspective, how do you think no, he would I, do at, at someone like Palace? I support that, man. Like, sure, he wasn't... like. People say that Frank Lampard um, isn't the best uh, Chelsea manager, and sure, there's a good point to that. But I think well, he, really he, he overachieved youth. in his first season. In his second season, he greatly underachieved. Yeah, the yeah, like, so you're just comparing two Karen. different seasons there as well. And but at the same time, I can't. You can't. I don't think you can completely discredit him because you know he's pretty young, and still he's. Uh, I like to think that he's knowledgeable for the amount of experience he's had so far. And yeah, sure. Like Crystal Palace is like another London team, but you know they're they're not they're not Tottenham, they're not Arsenal. So he uh, would never go to either of those teams. I would I would I would support that. I <laughs> you you guys said that about Mourinho, Palace. and he went to Spurs. Yeah, played. but Lampard is a player that played for Chelsea. He's a club legend. He's not a coach legend. Well, well he's really like I mean, he's a West Ham boy. So I mean, like if he can yeah. do that, go to Chelsea. I'm sure he can go to Crystal Palace. Yeah, but he went to it's, Chelsea when he was very young. It's not like he, you know, I mean, flubbed around in different yeah, clubs. Dad, he stayed at Chelsea for dad, over a decade. His dad played for West Ham, and West Ham, his yeah. uncle was the coach of West Ham when he was playing there. I mean, uh, Harry. Yeah, Harry Redknapp. So <laughs> okay. Um, my point of view on the Lampard situation, I think it would be a good start for a good restart for Lampard. Um, I don't think Sheffield or Sheffield. I don't think Crystal Palace will be nearly as demanding as Chelsea was. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be given, or I think he's going to be afforded time to kind of figure things out and try to get things right, uh, which will be good for him and his own personal development. I mean, we've seen young managers do need time. I mean, what Gerard has done, and I don't think we can forget this. What Gerard has done for uh, the Rangers, fantastic, outstanding. Shocking, honestly. 
absolutely outstanding uh, unbeaten run. I think it was what, 26 games they won and six games they drew or something like that? Yeah, they yeah, won 13. This is this is the stat for me that blows my mind. 13 goals against the entire season. Like that is that is insane. Like yeah. an invincible season on its own. Only you know three other teams have done it. I think it's like Celtic, AC Milan, uh, no, it's Juve, uh, and then Arsenal. But like to only concede 13 goals, that's insane to me. That's ridiculous. And, and it honestly, it makes ridiculous. me really excited. Because I know that eventually the job's going to be, the Liverpool job's going to be waiting for him when he wants it. You know, he's, he can walk into that whenever Klopp leaves. And so it, you know, was kind of apprehensive at first, him going to Rangers, but he really did prove himself. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think he could uh, succeed Klopp? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, currently his, his contract's up, uh, Klopp's contract's up, I think, in 2024. Um, and so that gives him, you know, a couple more years to really hone his stuff in Europe, especially he he had a really good European run this year. Um, but, uh, and they were great in Europe as well. And so to continue doing that, now they're going to be in the champions league. So that's going to be interesting to see how they do there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't want Klopp to leave ever, obviously, but when he does step down, it would really make me like a lot more confident in the direction of the team, knowing that, Mm. you know, Jared with that kind of managerial capability can continue. And also I think Mm. it makes a bit more sense if we, kind of look at X kind of club legends taking over, for example, like we were just talking about Frank Lampard. He had what a year of experience at Derby, right? Yeah. But now Gerard yeah. at a bigger club, um, obviously clearly very successful and he's kind of more primed to take over rather than kind of put. Uh, yeah. Lampard in- being thrown in the deep end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm, and that's why I don't feel like necessarily Lampard's a bad coach. If, if, that was, you know, his first. It was a tough, tough yeah. order to ask. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, before we move off of the Premier League, what needs to happen for Chelsea or Liverpool or Leicester to make it a Champions League next season? Uh, I think we just need to win all our games now. Like, if we There's don't lose next in the season. Two- there's one game left. If you win, if, Chelsea- if, we, if, we, if we beat the next, I think it's Aston Villa that we're playing, right? Yes, we are. Or, yeah, like if we beat Aston Villa, and then again, if we win the Champions League, then we should be good. Thing uh, is, though, Villa, Villa just got Grealish back. That that's true. true. Like two they games just beat ago, Tottenham. I think. Uh, beat Tottenham. Yeah, they just beat Tottenham, which, again, doesn't fill me with confidence because we need Leicester to lose. I, de- I mean, we don't need them to lose, but it would be nice if they lost to Tottenham. You don't need them to lose. We wouldn't... You need to win. No, no, but if they lost to Tottenham, then we'd be a lot more secure. We'd be a lot more like... Well, you'd make you it. Know. Yeah. They lose, you make it. Unless you get destroyed, which is very unlikely. Palace is always yeah, Palace. I don't think Palace is going to score five goals on you guys. No, yeah. but let, let me tell you, Palace near the end of the season has messed us up multiple times. I just have PTSD <laughs> to the Chris Denbull, where they came back from three 0 down, and then Jared's <laughs> final home appearance. We lost that three one, so that was great. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're asking me now, I feel like we'll do it. I think we're definitely in a better position than Leicester. Um, but you never know. It's going to be an insane day. I just feel bad for Leicester. Literally, basically two years in a row, they will probably lose out on the final day after really being in pole, like pole position to get a yeah, chance. They were third position. They were third in the league for the majority of the season. 
Exactly. So it, it's yeah. just, you know, that team, I mean, at least they won the FA Cup. So I think the year will be looked at a bit better than last year, even if they, if they don't get a Champions League spot. But that's pretty tough, especially. I, I honestly think they deserved it, but I think they just had a lot of injuries at the end of the year. And I think I think they'd I think they'd trade it though. They trade they keep the FA Cup over a Champions League spot. Yeah, yeah. it's more. I mean, that was, you saw how was... poorly they played in Europa League. I don't think they would have done much better in Champions League. No, no. and it would have been too. It would, it would have thinned out their uh, squad a bit too much. Or at least that's my take on it. Well, they they got hit pretty bad with injuries at one point as well. Um, but I mean, so have everyone at one stage or another. Liverpool did this season too. Oh yes, yes, yes. That, yeah, oh yes. Was it twenty different center back pairings? Something mad like that. And honestly, like, I, I'm actually still astonished that we're at where we are. Like, I know I keep harping on about that, but like, really, like, only, yeah, it's it's got, it is not a lot of help to be fair. But I mean, it's true though. If you, I mean, I, I'm sure what. Two months ago, you or whenever that what six home games that you guys lost in a row at home, what was it? It's five or six. Yeah, I'm sure I after think... that ended, you did not think you were had any chance of making top four, and now well, you definitely really, not. And, it's in your hands. And like taken to that since since I think what September or no, yeah, September October, we've been playing with different center backs every week, and we still have the fourth. I think it's like the fourth least goals conceded in the league like it's i don't know that's pretty good our that's problem good. recently has been scoring but you know knock wood we've we've kind of beat that back yeah i'm impressed especially without van dyke too it's gonna be exciting next year when you know tiago's all settled van dyke's back i think we'll actually you know i think it'll be a, a three-way you know chelsea city us the classics league United too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe United. Yeah, United Maybe. will also Maybe. be in there. United, they have a strong team. Uh, second right now, so I don't think you can ever count them out. Um, but it will definitely be interesting to see what will happen in the next game week. And I believe all the games are being played on Saturday and Sunday. So this will be no, a I think, very I think it fun. All, it's all Sunday, isn't it? It's all Sunday. Super Sunday. Sunday. All at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. How are we going to watch all the games? Time, multiple monitors. Yeah, all at multiple uh, monitors. Sunday at 11 a.m. or wow. Standard Time. Wow, wow, wow. And it's the Monaco wow. Grand Prix in, uh, in, in F1 as well. It's a lot <laughs> yeah, of we, we don't do racing on this pod. <laughs> that's, a that's a joke. That's a joke. We only do Indian Premier League, but. And cricket. <laughs> that, that's what cricket is. That's what cricket is. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving off from the Premier League to the Euros. We are coming up less than a month away. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. Alrighty. Uh, first thoughts on Gilmore getting called up to the Scotland squad. Scotland! I don't know. I feel like Scotland won't go so it's far huge. this Euro. So. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, genuinely think you're I'm willing to be surprised. The, the, but the fighting pride, the fighting pride of the Scottish. Onto something. I mean, they've got a good little squad there. They do. I, I uh, genuinely think like they again, always show up against Gilmore. England. They always. They do have solid players. McTominay. 
Yeah. Yep. McTominay. Oh, that's a that's a pretty McGinn. decent midfield trio. McGinn. Robertson. Tierney's fit. You know, he's he's. They thought he he might miss the Euros, but he's back. Yeah. Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, they, they've got some good. They've got some good lads there. Yeah, they're not a bad team. I mean, you I don't expect know. Gilmore to start playing, or is he going to feature no. off the bench? No, it'll be McGinn and, and McTominay and and that in the middle. But uh, yeah, off the bench as well. Like you know, kind of well, Maggie McGee is help uh, the game out or something. I think the we lost you. Are you back? Oh, yep. You good? Am I You're back? Good. Yeah. I said something rude about Kieran. No, uh, <laughs> one thing though I will say is. Uh, there's a player uh, called uh, Ryan Gold. Can you hear me? Am I still lagging? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Ryan Gold missed out. He's uh, he's one of the top attacking players in, in Portugal currently. Um, and there's a lot of people kind of up in arms about that because he'd be a great player to have off the bench. Uh, he's an attacking mid, kind of, some, not, you know, not exactly the same, obviously, but still in that way that he's a he's a game changer he's looking for the progressive passes and everything and so someone like him missing out and someone like Gilmore coming in who's great obviously great youth product but who's more of a um, conservative center mid is that fair to say for Chelsea fans but I don't know I, I think uh, they've got a lot of other center mids like you know McTominay who can who does that job very well so yeah do, it's interesting. Do they It'll be interesting like- to see does Scotland feel like they won't get too many opportunities going forward, so they need to be a bit more conservative? Yeah, that could be it. Like, obviously, they, they're in a group with, uh, I think it's England, Croatia, and uh, who's the other one? Who's I don't think it's the top group? side. I, I don't know what the, thir- the fourth team is. Oh, Czech Republic. That was the other okay. one. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously against Czech Republic, they're they're kicking off their campaign and they expect to dominate. But against what England and Croatia, especially, it'll be come in. that's true. Set pieces, but yeah, no, yeah. I think against England and Croatia, they'll want to sit back and they'll want to hit them on the counter. Um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited for the game. I do think that Scotland will turn up. Oh. It'll be uh, fun has, to watch. Has Gilmore played well for Chelsea this year? Because I don't think he's played that much. He's played a few uh, games for yeah, Lampard. Um, he's featured recently under Tuchel. He's been all right. I think the first game that he played under Tuchel, I think it was, I think that was against Arsenal. He kind of looked like he was getting overrun at certain points, but he wasn't the issue um, during the game. Uh, but his second game under Tuchel, he looked much better. He was controlling the pace of the game. I think, unfortunately, he was subbed off. But it wasn't because of him doing poorly or anything. It, it was just the team needed something else. And for some reason, Gilmore was the reason that Gilmore was the player to come off. Um, yeah. Actually, that might have been the, that been the uh, Arsenal game, honestly. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, Gilmore, for the most part, has been pretty, pretty decent. Pretty, pretty decent. Sounds good. I have to agree with that. Alrighty. What about England? What is going on with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Garrett Southgate? Why are the rumors? Oh why are the rumors uh, suggesting that you know Trent Alexander-Arnold won't be going? To Southgate's Euros? a clown. Southgate is Gareth Southgate is a clown. If I'm sorry, if you don't, if you can't take 
arguably, well, not even arguably, the best right back in the league and one of the best right backs in Europe, and you can't fit him in a 26 men squad, I, I, you shouldn't be in management. I think it's an absolute disgrace if he misses What's out. What's the reasoning if, behind that? Is it just because of his attitude? or I genuinely think he's got his favorites. Uh, he's got, you know, his Eric Dyer's. He's got his. He's been uh, dogs, Kieran, Kieran Trippier's. Yeah, Kieran Trippier as well. You know, like Trippier He's been all right. He's been all yeah, right. He's, he's been average. Look at like Trent Alexander Arnold is breaking records pretty much every week in terms of like dominating games. He again, like I say this all the time, it's, he's a De Bruyne from right back. Like the Joshua Kimmich. You you he walks into any other nation's starting eleven, except for squad Germany. for sure. And so I think leaving him at home is is completely criminal. I, I still think that you know he he deserves to start, but yeah. the fact that he's not even in the squad potentially is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, we we are hearing some background noises. Please. It is Andreas. It is another person on the line. Tedes, can you please let the yeah. man know? Thank yeah. you. Thank you. But uh, no, I, I mean. I don't know what the rumors are exactly, but I, I feel like at the end they're gonna <laughs> decide to uh, to 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 pick uh, Trent Alexander Arnold on on the squad just because he he's <laughs> he's he's that good. But if if they don't, I, I agree with with everything Jackson said as an England supporter. It's just ridiculous, especially with twenty six men. If it was twenty three, yeah. it but you have enough to have him even if you don't think he should play on the on the reserves on the bench. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Cause that's the thing is like, I get the argument for, you know, certain games you want maybe a, like a, against Croatia, a, a Reece James. Yeah. A Kyle yeah. Walker. You want some more defensive. That's, that's fair. Cause I, I, you know, as a Liverpool fan, I'm biased. I don't think Trent's as bad defensively as some people think he is, but, but I not- understand the reason for, you know, leaving him on the bench, but the fact that you're not even having him there to make a difference in, like playing Czech Republic, they're going to sit back. You need someone to create Scotland as well. So I don't know. I think uh, I, I'm kind of scared because I actually think it's like a 50, 50 chance at this point that really? he doesn't get okay. picked. I'm... Like the rumors, the rumors are actually pretty str- And where there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I'm kind of scared that he's going to get left behind. That's so stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. England have potential I think, for this year as well. Like, and then again, they've always had potential, but, I don't know. It would be a mistake to leave Trent out for sure. I think one Bissaka is better. Just, just. Oh to... dear. They're completely <laughs> different. They are. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Mm. Um, but pull uh, my, pull my Johnny. Yeah. No. Ooh. I, I do think that England has a really good squad. So if they don't have Trent, I think that really affects their chances of going really deep in, in the tournament. Just because at a certain point you need to break out, break down other yeah. top sides and. I mean, he might get not give you the best defensively, but he's so good going forward, and that's something England really needs, especially against the teams like France or set pieces I say, too. I like... would say Germany, but I, I can't. But uh, maybe <laughs> Spain. so. Yeah. Two things. One has will Jack... as well, like except. In... Oh, Mister Laggy. Um, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Two things before I forget. One, has England actually released their squad yet, or are they still waiting? No, they haven't. I think they're waiting. Yeah. Okay. If and then secondly, is no. is Jack Grealish actually going to feature? 
Like I want to see him. I, I want to see Jack Grealish too. He's gonna be in the squad, but I mean, the, the, the I think he deserves it. This is that like he definitely deserves it. The problem is, is that he's been injured for such a long time that is a lot of recency bias. Where you go for players like Mount and Foden ahead of him. Um, do I think he deserves? Uh, absolutely, I, I would. I would start him, um, but uh, yeah, in the friendly, Southgate seemed like he was kind of even reluctant to use him, or when he did use him, he, he wouldn't deploy him in his proper position. Um, mm. So again, I, I hope Southgate doesn't go for the back five with Dyer and Rice as the center mids because it just it would be a bore fest, and it's kind of a shame. Oh my goodness. The like most attacking, exciting attacking team, you know. That we've got yeah. in a while, but yeah. I would I would say with Grealish, like the thing with the this England team, they do have a lot of kind of, uh, you know, attacking players. So I mean, it depends on who you're playing. I think with Grealish, he's not like Kane, where you kind of know he's going to play, and and maybe even Foden with how well he's played to end the year. But it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, because they do have a bunch of guys like Sancho, Greenwood, Rashford, Sterling. Uh, is is Vardy no Vardy's retired, isn't he? Yeah, he retired. Oh, so, yeah, damn, but, unfortunate. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, but um, he definitely should be in the squad, even if he's, I mean, unless it's something that he's forty percent healthy, like if he's somewhat able to to be to recover by the time of the Euros, he should be in the in the squad. Mm. Will definitely be interesting to see what happens. Now, uh, speaking of. You know some returns. <laughs> Mats Hummels and Thomas Muller are now back for the German DFB. Um, this is crazy. This is honestly crazy because we are now seeing Joachim Lo swallow his pride and accept the fact that he well he, he didn't say he did make a mistake, but behind the scenes, everyone knows that he made a mistake. I think this is going to be really good for Germany. Now, do I think they're going to be good enough to be Portugal and France? I, I don't yeah, know. It's a really hard group. <laughs> it is. It's the death group. And yeah. when I see groups like Ukraine, Netherlands, Austria, and Macedonia, like what is that? Hey, hey, don't don't discount North Macedonia. <laughs> True, they beat Germany. I think Group B um, is okay too. Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. It should I mean, be kind of interesting. Belgium's a clear winner there, though. Yeah, like the other three... Denmark, 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 I'm interested to see how Holland and Odegaard are going to... Holland's Norwegian that's and Odegaard's that's Norwegian, my dude. That's Norway, buddy. Yes. <laughs> uh, different, uh, different countries. Okay, we have fact checkers. It's fine. Um, we can afford this geeking in, on Sportscast. But, uh, I, I think uh, from the outside perspective, Muller is exciting for me because I just I love the guy. I think he's really like super underrated by a lot of people. Um, and always turns up for Germany in, in big tournaments. I'm I'm pretty pumped that he's kind of coming he back does. in. Yeah, he does. In the last two seasons, he's literally gotten at least 30 goal contributions per season. Like yeah. he broke the Bundesliga assist record. He got he broke Kevin De Bruyne's 20 assists in the league. He got 22, I believe. So, I mean, mm. he, how how can you even debate not bringing him on? He's so cre- he creates so much, kind of like. I mean, he doesn't play like Jack Grealish, but kind of like how Jack Grealish creates so much, but in, in like unorthodox ways. That's Thomas Muller. Yeah, he is a very 
interesting player to look at as well when you see him on the pitch in terms of his style of play. Well, he's the man crush on Muller, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) But also with the addition of Mats Hummels, I think he's going to provide some level of defensive stability. He's been really solid for Dortmund, even though Dortmund has not been the greatest defensively. That's more the system in which they deploy in that they take so many risks that they leave themselves so open. But, I mean, just watching Hummels, he's been really solid this season. Um, I wanted to get your reaction to this, but Royce's decision to not play. Sad. Like, what is this? Very sad. Why, though? Well, his reasoning was because he had a very challenging and a very tough and straining season on his body with Dortmund. Um, but, I mean, this man has missed so many European and yeah. World Cup like opportunities. Why would he not want to take the chance when he's given the opportunity? Unless if yeah. maybe he feels like he didn't do enough in 2018 and he doesn't want to go through that again, perhaps? I mean, Yeah, that's, that's a very true thing <laughs> that it's, hard, it's hard to speculate it's hard to speculate like based on like the like you know only he knows really i just think it's just kind of sad because you know someone of his his talent only got to you know he missed 2014 when they won the world cup and mm-hmm. you know he missed the euros uh in 2016 if i'm correct um and you know 2018 was a dumpster fire so kind of wasn't he hasn't really been able to see his true talents on a on a kind of huge international tournament stage and that's kind of a shame for both him and both germany as well yeah kieran wasn't uh sane at the 2018 world cup right i see your smirk see that was another mistake that Joachim low made no why was sane he literally had his breakout season with uh manchester city where he scored i think it was like 14 goals and had like 10 assists or something like he was starting for Manchester City at the age of like 21, 22. The How could you there. not play him? How could you not bring him? I get that there were some like uh, he, he there was some ego issues, and he thought that he was bigger than the DFB at some points. But with that much talent, you can't you can't just leave him out. He he was our most dynamic player going forward. In 2018, and he is one of our most dynamic players going forward, right now. Yeah, so that that was a huge mistake by Joachim Lowe. So, do you feel confident in Lowe going into the? <laughs> I feel confident in the selection that he's made. I don't feel confident in his tactics right now, because whatever he's done, whatever he's tried out, nothing has panned out in the two years since the World Cup, or I guess three years, really. It's been almost three years. Well, it has been three years. Who's, who's going to be replacing him, by the way? Um, I don't believe they've selected. Have they said? I don't believe they've selected the coach yet, but I'm like all lines, like all, everything points to uh, Hansi Flick. Yeah, I'm pretty Hansi sure. Flick is leaving Bayern. I thought, they, I thought they confirmed it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, sure they confirmed it or like reports confirmed it. Yes, but I don't know if the DFB confirmed it. Yeah, but that they probably just, they would probably wait until after the season. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'm just I'm not gonna confirm anything until the DFB says that they are very good. Kieran. Like journalistic 100%. integrity. Pardon yeah. me. Respect. Journalistic integrity. Very good. Yeah. Leave the man. <laughs> yeah. 
Already, that is the. Comp- I mean, un- unless if anyone oh, else has no. anything to add, I'm excited um, for what's. We coming. are getting yeah, to yeah. the Timo time, Timo <laughs> talk. Um, oh yes. Now, for listeners, we all well, listeners will know that I'm a. I know I've been hard on Timo in the sense that he needs to do better. No, you uh, haven't been hard no, on Timo. Good. You haven't been hard on You're Timo. Okay, get, get the hell out of here. You've been giving him a free pass. I'm it's not a free pass. It's what? not a free pass. No, no, no. I have, to be fair, I have mentioned that he needs to be better and he has not been nearly good enough, but he has not been terrible this season. Now, um, as listeners will know from Julian, Julian and I also had this conversation before and we disagreed. So I imagine it'll be the same with Tedes and I, but yep. now with, <laughs> you know, now we are looking at all of Timo stats essentially for the entire season. Now Tedes, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick it off and you go for it. rebuttal. Um, Cause I think it's going to be more interesting that way. Now in all competitions, he has played 50 games this season <laughs> Um, he hasn't started all of them, but he started on average 67% of them. Uh, he started more games under Tuchel than he did under Lampard, or he's starting more consistently under Tuchel than he did under Lampard. My apologies. He has 12 goals and 14 assists combined in the 50 games played, combining for 26 goals or assists in 50 games. Now that is above a 0.5 ratio per game. Um now, if you look at that, that's actually not that bad. If you're getting 0.5 goal contribution per match, that's actually pretty solid. Um, now, it's nowhere near how much he could be contributing this season. Not even close. Okay, but how many players <laughs> yeah, are getting... Where, where's, my, where's my money to this, by the way? I will e-transfer you your money okay. right now, Jackson. Okay. But it's my bad. Sorry, Kieran, you can finish. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's still pretty good but it's not to the extent that he could have been performing at the season. Now consider this. Jorginho is our top goal scorer in the Prem with seven goals in the Premier League. All seven of those goals are from penalties. Bear in mind, he has also missed two or three penalties this season. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, six or seven of those penalties were because of Timo Werner getting fouled in the penalty box. So if you give Timo Werner at least... Uh, some of those uh, uh, opportunities, some of those uh, penalties, you give him maybe seven of those penalties. He's getting... Why is Tedesco there? Okay. Sorry, there's a bit of an interruption in my household. I will... uh, I'm going to be moving uh, rooms. (laughs) Excuse me. Tedesco, just mute the Zoom. Yeah, just just mute, just mute, just mute. Okay. Um... Good God. Okay, so if you give to so for the purpose of this argument, if you say, for example, give Timo Werner those penalties, he might have had five, and five is a very conservative. Hold on a minute. If if my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. Not the same. Not the same. Not the same. (laughs) If Timo scored a hundred goals, he'd be the greatest striker that ever lived. You can't just say that's not what I'm arguing. You can just say let's give him five penalties. No. No. The fact that he got Chelsea five or six penalties throughout the season, but he gave them to Jorginho, if he took those what penalties like most drinkers would, he'd probably he go could have had more six. goals. Yeah, maybe two extra goals. 
Okay. Well, most strikers score at an above 50%. So if you're going to yeah, say... But how, can... many, how many misses... How many times did you miss an open net this year? Probably... Okay. Can I just 50%. fucking finish? <laughs> oh, like... Kieran, I just wanted to... Uh, uh, there's something linked to what Alex just said. Uh, you know, no Premier League player has missed. This is April 27th, by the way. So there's still most of May. No Premier League player has missed more big chances in the league and in Europe than Timo Werner. 29 big chances, 21 missed, 8 scored. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I don't yeah, think is that, is that prolific or no, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. But the fact that he's still getting a 0.5 goal contribution per game at not his best is still pretty nutty. Okay. I think you guys can be fair that if this is his worst, if 0.5 per game called goal contribution is his worst, I'm excited to see what he'll be at his best. Okay, there's now, no continue. indication of that though. Maybe this there is, is. Uh, it's because he's getting in those. He's getting in. The, he's getting those chances. But you could okay, say, but you can say that about everyone. Like no, because not everyone's getting those goal, goal scoring contributions, like goal scoring <laughs> opportunities. It is literally he is missing uh, opportunities. Yes, but the fact that he is getting those opportunities has something is something to be said. Okay, okay. so if he. Gets those maybe three like he's been offside. I think twenty nine times this season. Oh, oh my! Yeah, he doesn't understand the offside rule. This guy or <laughs> like, the handle. It's like he's oh, like, based but on that's, the that's the game that he plays. Kieran is offside different right. in Germany or what? Like I'm this close to fucking leaving this podcast. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Kieran. Like I get your point, but here uh, the. My point is, is that he doesn't do his job. He was he was bought to score goals. He's a striker. He what? But he didn't he do be, that at Leipzig. Okay, okay. He may be a type. He may be a top striker next season, but he's not cutting it right now. You know, you you can tell he has no confidence too. Like his first game in the Premier League post match talk, he was complaining about the size of defenders in the Premier League and looked super unsure of himself. I mean, you won't see Lewandowski talking like that. And that's the other thing. This guy, I think, I think, I don't think you can best. put them in the same. I don't think you can put dude, them in dude, the dude. same. Uh, the second best striker in the Bundesliga after Lewandowski. How do you go from that? You know, the guy who's second to only Lewandowski, to like, oh I don't know, Allison, the goalkeeper, scoring more goals than him in the Champions League. You can't Are justify. You, it. you can't justify it. Or headers, my okay, bad. but that that's statistically incorrect. <laughs> what you just mentioned. He's a striker. He doesn't score goals. He was bought for that purpose. That's my point with him. Come like you can't, you can't deny that. Timo like, Werner. Timo Werner at max is gonna get you twenty goals a season at max. Oh my god, dude! But Kieran, no, but where, where are you? Where are you bringing that from? Yeah. His previous seasons. Where yeah, but that's in a different league. That, that's and, in a different league and a different team. It's so hard to compare that, especially, and this is this is for me the the sticking point is like, sure, Werner's been crap, but if he was if he was crap and there was no one else, that's fine. Keep playing and that's fine. The fact that there's Tammy Abraham sitting on the bench, there's Giroud who again hasn't been the best in the you know past couple games, whatever. But Tammy Abraham, who top scorer in the FA Cup all year, doesn't even make the squad for the final. It's that's insane Unjust. to me, and that he's persisting it's... with this nonsense, playing with 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 this guy who. But it's not nonsense because it's the get... way it's the formation that they're going with. If Tuchel's going with the current tactics, then you need someone that can run the line. You need someone that can impose. No, no, no but surely, surely that space. 
you can get someone that runs the line and creates space, but also puts the ball in the back. No one on this team does it like Werner. Yes, Werner has not been amazing this season. No one plays the same style of game that Werner does. I'm sorry, he gets in a good position, sure, sure, but... Oh if you're getting if if you're talking to a striker for a tox, the top six team, all right, like at least for example, take Firmino for example. Everyone always harped on him how he never he doesn't score as much as, as some of the top strikers in the world. Whatever you recognize what he's good at, you recognize <laughs> that he is more than yes, just yes, a goal yes, scoring threat. Timo, Timo's yeah, not good. Bobby Firmino. Bobby Firmino <laughs> does not miss twenty eight big chances. Wasn't there a time where he didn't score in like 15 home games or something? He's also not the striker. That's, Firmino that's is also, a striker. He, so Firmino, Firmino uh, plays, you know, farther back in, in the forward line anyway. But on an off year this year, he's got nine goals, six assists in the league. On an, on an off year. And he hasn't missed. He hasn't had a catalog of, of misses that, that Werner has. You know, I'm just saying. If you're getting a striker for a top team, you can't expect them. The only job for them to do is to run the channels. That's exactly. it's like that's a waste okay. of a spot in a lineup. Sure. Where is this guy misunderstood? 0.5 goal contribution per game. That's not his job, dude. His job is to score. He's a striker. It's oh so. Oh my simple. god! Why am I talking to three fucking chipmunks? Like oh. what? <laughs> Literally. Also, here, here's the thing. You also know that it's a personal issue with him because while the entire Chelsea team has improved since the Tuchel era, Timo has remained the same. He was shit under Lampard and he's shit under Tuchel. Even when Tuchel's been prioritizing what? him over Tammy, which frankly is a huge waste, dude. Not in the current system. Oh my goodness. How are we back on this? Okay. How are you guys disregarding 0.5 goal contribution per game? Oh, yeah. Kieran, you, can, Kieran, you can you can you can you can keep you can keep it's bringing these enough. stats out, but I, I can I can also bring score. out I can also okay. bring out my big chances miss stats. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. okay. His XG, his XG is 11.8. That doesn't matter. That the, XG Dude, is not, X, no, no, he's getting these opportunities. XG does not matter unless you put them in the back of the net. It makes no it difference. Does. You're, because no, he had six goals. He's getting half the amount of goals that he should be getting. No, should be though. Should be doesn't make sense. You can't. It's so arbitrary. Expect the goals. If you look, I'm I'm looking at Tammy Abraham's stats. He's he's played 22 games, but he only started 12. He has six goals and assists. That's above 0.5 in her starts. And like, yeah. I don't think it's fair that if a guy comes in for 10 minutes, that you should expect him to have a crazy. Like it's basically the same as Werner, and he's not playing consistently. Yeah, like Werner who gets you know, should build his confidence. I don't think that's happened this Look, year, but that's kind of like being a rhythm, expect to play, not, you know, be worried about playing time. Obviously FA cup, you know, champions league, he got a couple goals. So yeah, it's I'm, so I'm hard for harping on Abraham. Be, Abraham be should get in. game time as well. But if Tuchel's playing the current system, it doesn't work to Abraham's like attributes. It works better for a player such as Timo Werner. And if this current team, they are doing well. They came from they just not- lost. They just lost an like FA Cup final. They just so lost an FA Cup final where they needed a goal scoring threat. They needed to break through. They didn't even have Tammy Abraham he- in the squad to come off the bench and make an impact. Not even that. Like just the dude himself, he just doesn't have it. Like you can tell. You literally <laughs> gave the example that he did it in Germany. What do you mean he doesn't have it? Okay, he may have it, but he doesn't have it now, and it's taking. You can't go on back and forth. All right, Kieran, chill. Like it's it's not that big of a deal. But I'm my point is 
that he's a bad striker and that's an undeniable fact Hello? so kieran i'll i have another stat for you so per starts in the premier league timo Werner has a lower uh assist to goal rate or whatever that like if you take the two together i guess goal contributions than tammy abraham has per start so i mean and do you know, know how hard it is as a striker? It must be so hard to get dropped in and out of a, out, out of the back. lineup. You know, you're playing one well, week. Under Lampard, he was playing week. more consistently. That's when he featured. But the thing is, okay, if you want to talk about, like, Abraham not getting game time, I understand that. He should be getting game time with Tuchel. But with this current system, it doesn't really make sense. And then, okay, if you want to harp on Werner not being good, he also played fucking left wing for, like, most of the games under Lampard. Under Lampard. He's not a left winger. He can't dribble. That's not what he's gonna do. Yeah, but surely, okay. surely left winger at least at least he's got the space to kick the ball into and run after it. That's exactly. what he seems to be amazing at. Mm, it wasn't working that well under Lampard. Not as a left mean, I, winger, dude. Sure, I, like Tammy Abraham doesn't get as many assists. Maybe you know he needs to work on his control. But he's our top goal scorer. He's a striker. No, uh, Jorginho's our top goal scorer, as I mentioned. Overall, overall, not in the Premier League. Tammy is Jorginho actually a top goal scorer? In the Prem, yes, the he has team. seven goals. Timo Werner doesn't fulfill that role. My point is, sure, he may have these goal contributions, Kieran. Like he can, you can pull out the stats all you want, but he does not make goals. He does not produce goals, and that's the biggest problem. Like you realize that the reason why everyone is making about him is probably because everyone recognizes that there's an issue here. It's not like this whole Werner sucks thing. Is for no reason. He was brought in to score goals, which win games, and he's not doing that. He's not fulfilling his role. What I would say, Kieran, is you're talking about fucking. I'm this is the first time that we're in a fucking like Europe oh, Champions League finals in seven. This is the first time in seven years. It's not. Werner hasn't. You can't say that Werner. You can't say that tactics that have contributed yeah, to that. But Werner did not get you. He to has that contributed final. to the game and to contributed to the winning side. You can replace Werner with anyone to make those runs. No, you can't. You can replace you can't. him with Pulisic. Yes, Here. you can. You can replace him with Hudson Odoi. Honestly, no, they don't play this. Timo Werner. Dude, the thing is, if a striker aims at the net and misses that many times, like consistent, <laughs> you can say that he's a bad player. <laughs> Kieran, I, I'd say so. I, I I get that you're trying to you're, you're talking about the runs and the, but you're 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 making this attribute that he brings to the side seem so important. And the fact is, as a striker, that's probably one of the least impactful attributes in terms of you know what gets you over the line like hey, i'm sure we... like i said before you can find multitudes of strikers who can make those runs but also have a finishing instinct and a basic understanding of the offside rule I... well <laughs> no because not everyone's getting it done and if players were getting it done that consistently then we'd be getting a lot more amazing players getting that many goals per game or per season but that's not how that's not how it's working out what? Um, well, I, well, I'd say the, um, big, the damnest thing is, I mean, the biggest problem with this team is they don't score a lot of goals for how good a team they are. So yeah. if you're contributing a lot of, to goal scoring, then you'd think even though he's not scoring a lot, Chelsea as a team is scoring a lot. They're, they only have 57 goals in the Premier League. West Ham has 59. Tottenham has 64. 
Leicester and Liverpool have more. They're, I think, sixth or seventh in goals. Leeds has more goals than, goals than them this year in the Premier League, right? Yeah. So it's not good enough. That, so it needs to be better. Is if he's contributing to overall goals, then Chelsea would be higher in goals for even if he only had six or seven or whatever goals he's had this year. But yeah. they're not good at scoring. So that's kind of a, an argument. And if you look at Tammy Abraham, his goals per game is higher. So you'd think if you played him more, he'd score more. Therefore, have a higher goals per game and all that. So, I mean, I, I think yeah, so, I don't, so many... I don't, I don't think the part about goal contributions is a bad argument, but if, if it's a really good argument, then Chelsea would be closer to United or at the top of the league in goals, which they're not. And he plays, he started 32 out of their, what, 37 games. Yeah. So that's a lot. So that's, I think that's the kind fact of- is in the, in the Prem, the majority of the sides are, you know, they're low blocks. You come up against low blocks every week. You get your Burnleys, your, you know, your crystal palaces, they sit back and, you need you don't get many chances you know during that game games like that against those kinds of defenses you need someone who's going to take a chance they got a half chance and they turn it into a goal timo Werner making runs against a deep defense and getting like a chance every game is not going to cut it for a team of chelsea's caliber who wants to win every game if you're if you're playing against these low block teams you need someone like a a natural finisher that's the reason you know harry kane's so good he can Go, he can be quiet all game and not, and not, you don't even realize he's there and then he'll pop up and score one. You know, some of the best strikers in the world, again, like Messi, I'm not comparing anyone to Messi right now, but like you see him just walking around the pitch and then boom, he's there. Like it's, it's, it's about the impact they make, not, you know, busting their lungs every single, you know, minute of the game, making these runs towards the defense. But, you know, Kieran, I don't, I don't know why you're so pro uh, Werner when you're a Chelsea fan. Because clearly, like, what? he's not an asset to us. Like, he's Are the you reason why we serious? Haven't... No, no, no. Okay. You, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. He no, could... I don't. Explain. Explain yourself. I am. I am. Relax. <laughs> Relax. This is first pause. You goals, can't be, you can't but he doesn't fulfill his role. Like okay. Nah, like, wouldn't you be mad just watching a Chelsea game? And then you see him just sky five goals, like, over the bar when he's, like, two feet away? Come on. Come on what? Yes. Come on, he's recognize the fact that he's bad. I'm I'm not I'm not arguing against you that he's missing opportunities. He is missing opportunities. He is very uh I don't know if it's unfocused or non-confident or unlucky, whatever it is. He's hit the bar or crossbar five times a season. He's missed at least what eight or ten open nets. He's gotten at least five or six offside goals, and at least three or four of them have been by an inch or two. I mean, it's an understatement, but go on, please. So you're saying more have been, but I mean, you can also make the argument that if anyone else was playing, like the problem with Chelsea is that they can create the chances. They can't finish it. Not that Werner is, but a lot of those chances are coming because of Werner creating those chances. No dude. It's because of Tuchel and the way he's playing the players. Like, like I said, you can replace Callum Hudson, Adoy. Or Pulisic, and I'm pretty sure they would satisfy that role. Like it doesn't take a lot of they don't what it doesn't take a lot of skill to make those runs and do the it basic does. that it you does. need. It really does. No, it doesn't. It really sorry. does. I'm sorry, Kieran. Kieran, I, I okay. No, 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 what? No, 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 what? None of you guys have played footy at a high level. 
You have <laughs> four, like yeah, a relatively I mean, level, except for Alex. Pretty woke. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take here a slander. Timing runs. It's not slander, dude. Timing runs. I'm not so challenging. Dude, dude, you know, Kieran. You know, Kieran has got to the bottom of the barrel when he's bringing this up. Listen, Divock Origi in his first season for us, one of his best attributes was running the channels and timing his runs. It was it was fantastic. Also, hold on a minute. Timing his runs. Part of timing your run is staying on side, and this yes. guy's a melon when it comes to that kind of thing. He started and finished his run offside the entire time the other week. He started an offside position, finished an offside position. As a top striker, that is that is unforgivable. And you can't tell me that's because he's timing his runs. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think you're that's right. Striker about. 101. Yeah. No, we lost. Anyway, Kieran, but we I, think- <laughs> I feel like I Kieran you're supporting okay, him yeah, so because he's a can German we, Can player. we agree to this though? He Chelsea. He was brought in, but the expectations were unrealistic How? for him. No, after, he, after he how many goals the second best top Leipzig. scorer in Bundesliga. He was not yeah. top scorer in Bundesliga. Second, he said. Second. He said second best. He said second. I mean, maybe, maybe he overachieved. He overachieved last season. But no, what, just, what is that? Yeah. How is that fair to? How is that fair to justify when he's the second top scorer? And then you come in expecting more or less the same result. Because results. he was a secondary striker. At Le- he was a secondary you. striker at Leipzig. He was never a primary striker. He always played with Yusuf Poulsen. <sighs> I, I think, I think, and and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Kieran. I think what you're trying to say is just because he's been shit in terms of scoring this year, he's not as bad as it looks. But that doesn't mean that he's good necessarily. Yes, it means that yes. he might not be he as bad as he looks, right? So I yeah. think it's also a different thing is, and I yeah, think it's a, it's argument, different... I think the argument for Tammy Abraham playing over him, I think, is probably a valid argument. I don't watch enough Chelsea. I'm not gonna sit here and say I know. I don't. I just don't watch enough. But to me, Tammy Abraham looks just as good to be playing just as many minutes as Timo Werner. When you look at the stats. When you look at how Werner's missed all these open nets, which have yeah. been created for him, you'd probably think Tammy Abraham or Giroud would finish them, right? So I think that's I don't think the they're part. getting those positions though. I, I at the okay. same amount. Okay. Oh no, so many of those are just like tappins, man. There's just squared to him. Oh my god! Like how? how where, where do you t- where are you where are you taking this argument that they're not going to get in those positions? It's literally in front of the goal. Most strikers don't. Is Abraham slow? Like. I thought he was fast. His positioning has improved a lot from last year. I, I remember watching a segment Alan Shearer did about how Tammy's movement wasn't as good first season. He was still kind of learning the ropes. And then, you know, in the, in the second season, first half with Lampard, he was – the improvement was there. And then, you know, he just got completely frozen out. Yep. Can we agree that his resale value is lower than whatever they paid for him? Can we just agree on that, Kieran? Okay. I, I don't think you're getting anything. I think you're getting anything. You're not getting anything over 20 million. No way. Okay, Kieran, Kieran, is Jonathan David better than him? No. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Lille's going to win the, the French League, though. So. I hope so. Anyways, can I just end, end this off with Werner? All to say, yes, he has not played his best or most prolific season. Yes, he's missing a bajillion opportunities. Yes, he's getting unlucky with his offsides or barely missed opportunities. But if this is Timo Werner at his absolute lowest point and low confidence and low whatever it may be, 
then I'm excited to see what he can bring forth when he does get more confidence in the future. I think that's fair, but I, I would say the assumption is that this is his lowest. Yeah, I mean, based it on pre- this is his lo- this is statistically his worst season compared to his previous four seasons. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. Like, he's wait, nothing. He's yeah, and there's league. nothing to say that he's going to get better. Like, but playing strikers. Over what, what do you mean? How? Here's, here's what all you're the saying. evidence is there. He's getting the opportunity. Okay, maybe this is just where we differ. You guys see these lack of opportunities, and you don't think that he'll get them. I see these lack. I see these lack of goal scoring. Like I see these misses as opportunities for him to score in the future. Is that is that fair to say? That's the crux of yeah. where we're both disagreeing. That's fair to say. But thing is, you can't defend him. I, I think when <laughs> yeah, you can, but it doesn't make any sense for you to defend him as a Chelsea yeah, fan when he botches all these goals. Like, what do you mean? Th- being a Chelsea fan is nothing to do with this. This is it is. Like, no, it's, be, it's being a German fan. Like, it's being a Germany fan. It's being a German fan. Kieran. No, I don't I feel want like him starting for the German national team. German. What do you mean? I don't want him starting for the German national team. You just say if, if I want Kevin Bullen. <laughs> if he scores in the Champions League oh, final, and if he doesn't because he botches a like a bad chance, okay, then that's here, yeah. end of the debate. Here, I'll tell you that's that. Here, I'll tell that's you that. Hey, if he scores, if he scores in the Champions League final, buy you beer. If he misses an open net, or if he misses a big chance, you buy me a beer. I don't want to buy you a beer. I don't want you to buy me a beer. I don't drink. <laughs> why, why are you being a coward? You do drink. I saw you hammered like the other night. Uh, <laughs> that's how we end, baby. All righty. That's yeah. a very disgruntled, disgruntled ending to the Geeking on Sports cast. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. <laughs> I am, I don't know, depresso right now. Dude, no, it's don't take it personally, man. It's just like it's just an argument about sports. <laughs> no, but uh, I just it's not a big deal. <laughs> it is for me because I see his potential, and I've been watching him for five uh, years. All right, let's 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 do it. Let's just end it. Let's... Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Until next time, take care. 